So keeping the wisdom faculty, waking up the wisdom faculty, and very simply, it's a kind of a sense of a questioning, and you might say, what what do you need? What's What is needed now? And we take that inquiry, and, you know, we get past the playful objects we might think we need, like a cup of coffee, something to eat, another half an hour in bed. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. And what's really needed? Well, it looks like I need some energy to freshen up. Feeling a bit dull or sleepy or not really bright or I feel agitated. Well, what's needed? I need to not have that. I need to have feel clear, brighter. You know, that's what I'd like anyway. So meditation is not just going through some automatic technique. It's a authentic, direct access to your inner body, your chitta, your inner mind, your heart, the thing that feels, experiences pleasure, pain, and variety of felt subjective experiences. Feel dizzy, feel giddy, feel nauseous, feel edgy, feel uncomfortable. How is it? Jitta is like, uh, we say, how are you? You'll get some sense of referring to your chitta, or to what your jitta is meeting at the moment, the level of feeling, perceptions, impressions. Some of these impressions can be, I feel like I'm wasting my time. Or they could be, you know, whatever they are. So, you get down to it, it's a sense of dukkha. And I need to be clear of various forms of dukkha. You know, so our practice is compassionate and loving. It's not separate from practice of kindness because it is an act of kindness and compassion to address one's sense of dukkha. Not out of frustration, but just the sense of concern. If I can't get this being a bit happier, how can I possibly have the skills to help anybody else? Some of this dukkha is purely mind-created, like uh, I want to get to some state or another, I want to become a stream enterer, I want to, you know, these kind of notional concepts. So we just go to the sense of the direct feeling, felt impressions, perceptions and feelings, which is what affects the citta. So maybe it's our body, something coming through the body, feels stiff. So let's practice or feel not very, the body doesn't feel very bright, and the body can feel very bright and clear. So let's just start addressing that, because certainly on the level of the interior body, breathing body, your energy body, your vitality body, this will deal with a lot of the basis of the hindrances. A lot of the mind's negativity or sadness or dizziness or ungroundedness can be resolved just through developing the inner body. Because the body and the chitta at this point are really not separate. They, they meet a level of feeling, internal feeling. So just taking that posture, do, do the best you can with the posture, but we're looking to establish a, a sense of uprightness and minimizing what we don't need in the body. So there's all kinds of... Um, superficial tension in the face or the shoulders and we need to energize from the lower body on up.
energize the lower body. This is the around the hips, the back, smaller the back. And so if you're drawing your lower back in, pushing down through your tail, it's even practice pushing down as if you're sitting on the squirming frog and you're trying to hold it down. If you don't like frogs, have it as a rabbit. Whatever works for you. So there's a sense of it's not you're not crushing it, but you're certainly pinning it. And that itself will already energize the muscles in the lower body and help to curve the lumbar region in. And you'll feel with that that your front of your lower body, your abdomen, lengthens and opens. And you take that um, practice up your spine, gently drawing your spine in wherever you can, particularly behind the heart, behind the between the shoulder blades, so this, um, if you do this, you, you counteract the tendency for the shoulders to fold over and to the head to bend forward. And then if you do this, if your head bends forward, it closes your chest and you feel more dull and sleepy. So a good posture really helps. And the morning, keeping your eyes half open helps. You can do that because it helps to uh, not be swimming in thoughts. The eye consciousness is available, it tends to neutralize or counterbalance the thought consciousness. But the eyes are slightly downturned, the gaze is oceanic, that is very wide, we're not looking at anything particular. You have your eyes open to the extent where there is visual consciousness, and you can even imagine that you're not, that something, that the floor or whatever you're looking at is looking at you. So it's a very laid-back, receptive visual consciousness. It's not probing out. You're allowing the space to look at you. You're allowing light in. And this helps to draw the mind back. Normally the mind runs out through the eyes. You're drawing it back. Then you can use sense doors in a helpful way. Remember, of course, we have our eyes open most of the day, so it's good to practice adjusting the gaze so you're not always going out you can when you want but you can also draw it back and uh, it's just this skill alone is is a helpful one now to continue the body sweeping make sure that your your arms are slightly away from your body as if you have a, a small bird's egg in the armpit so you don't want to crush it and you don't want to drop it it's enough to give you the feeling that you're, as you breathe in and out, your body ex- expands like a barrel. It doesn't just lift and drop, it actually expands sideways, upwards and forward. It's a circular expansion. Because um, generally people's sides of their bodies are quite closed down, it's a pinned sense, you don't, don't recognize it. So you may have the idea that when you breathe in and out you have this idea of rising, falling, or your chest lifts, but when you feel it, you can sense it also spreads. And this allows for the full flexion of the diaphragm, and uh, this is a very key muscle in the body. The diaphragm is a sheet of muscle between the belly and the chest that uh, coordinates the breathing. And this one controls the muscles around the chest. So if your diaphragm relaxes, 
It also means that your your chest, your muscles around your chest, the muscles between the ribs also relax. So this one is like a go to the solar plexus, you know, the center of the rib cage under the breastbone. And this is something, this area, you want to have it opening like a flower, something that can keep opening. Open like so it's not hard. And if this can open, it sends a sense of relaxation through the diaphragm and through the um, muscles around the chest. Focus on that area, solar plexus. As you breathe in, get the sense of that fully swelling and then breathing out, subsiding. And subsiding, you can sense what happens in your, your abdomen. Towards the end of the out-breath, there's a certain uh, tightening in the lower abdomen, pushing the last piece of air out of the body, and then pausing and distending, and the solar plexus opening, opening the chest. So continuing up through the throat, the neck, can you feel the area between your chin and your chest, your shoulders? Any any experience of having a neck, having a throat? What is that experience? Looks looks on the outside like you have one. Do you have one internally? We've been chanting, so during that time the throat was used. Open the throat as if you're sighing. Sigh. Ah, uh, that. There's a very open quality to it. And this uh, helps in you relax the jaw. And so it's the sides of the jawbone and the face. If you relax that, if you let your tongue rest in the floor of the mouth, you can sense your throat more fully. This is because energy normally from an ordinary person goes up into the head. And when all the energy is up there, you don't notice other parts of your body. Where there's energy... There's consciousness, where there's consciousness, there's feeling. So, in order to feel the entire body, we have to bring uh, consciousness there, and consciousness will go where your attention is and where you pick up sensations and energy. So you have to switch off what you don't need in order to be more fully aware of subtler areas of your body, neck, throat, under the base of the head, behind the chin, the floor of the mouth. And softening the muscles around the head will help you to experience other parts of your body more completely and help your energy to balance. Your energy, say normally, goes into your head. It doesn't feel like energy because it's not active, but it, it feels like certain denseness or thickness or tightness or perhaps a dizziness. This is all energy, but it's not healthy energy. It's it's uh, stagnant or ungrounded. The head really needs to connect to the body in order to fight, to harmonize. And internally, the by and large, people's heads leave their bodies. You know, just talking, you know, up in your face doing stuff, you're up in your head and hardly aware, body 
So you lose a lot of it. Coming up beneath the head, just if you use like a gentle massage, sponging, relaxing the jaw, around the corners of the mouth, around the eye sockets. So if you have your eyes open, you can relax around the eye sockets, the muscles around the eyes, so you're aware of the eyes, not just as a seeing, but as physical objects like these two balls of jelly in these cavities in your skull, and how they held, how those balls of jelly held. It's just a gentle resting. By and large, this, is, this area is quite tight because we're often looking at things and there's a certain gripping around the eyes. And then keeping these eye, eyeballs quite stable and the gaze quite soft, wide not moving. Continuing around to the sides of the head, the temples, these two pads on the sides of the head, these are quite soft and sensitive, you may feel a pulse there, and all the time you sense these areas of your body, relaxing them, using your breathing, as if you can breathe out in and out through the temples, opening so focus on the out-breath and the sensation of the out-breath and the sensation of the temples. Put those two together. Now you can do this internally. It doesn't make sense externally. No one breathes out through their temples externally, but you can do it internally because the nervous system is all connected. It's the message, the signal of softening, breathing out that signal, sending it through all the sensitivities, nerves of the body. Breathing in, brightening, as if the skin is opening, fresh, brightening, and breathing out, softening. Continue this from both temples and across the forehead, and just imagining you have a headscarf or bandage, and you're undoing that bandage or that headscarf. Breathing in, breathing out through the forehead, the center of the forehead, the temples, the eyes. We use these terms suffusion and pervading. You sometimes see these words written, suffusing, pervading. It's this kind of like a mist spreading. It's not a hard push. Now, your muscles don't know how to relax. The, uh, their job is to tighten up to hold things. So you have to send a signal through these muscles. There's hundreds of muscles around the head. And every one of them knows how to tighten up, but they don't know how to let go. So you have to give the signal through the nerves, through the chitta, through the skin itself is uh, becoming very soft, pliable. So as you breathe in it, as if your skin is slightly stretching, tingling edge of the body, and breathing out, softening. Other areas that are particularly uh, useful and accessible, the palms of the hands, breathing in and out through the palms of your hands, opening, softening in the palms of the hands. The out-breath, sense of 
spreading down through the palms of your hands, as in the dana, generosity mudra. Can you feel the difference between your fingers and your palms? Fingers probe, palm receives, letting the hands spread in your awareness. And you notice the tingling in the hands and the quality of the palm. It's very open, breathing in through the hands. So when you feel that pulling, gentle pulling of the in-breath, focus on the palms of your hands. Another important, uh, two other important places, the soles of the feet under the arch of the foot, the, the tender place that doesn't touch the ground. If you're sitting on a, on the bench, you get the sense of your feet, both feet placed on the ground. And you feel the pressure, the sensation, the toes, the pads of the feet and the heels. And then between those, there's that quite lively, tingly sense under the arch of the foot. You feel that? That's energy. Now the palms, hands and feet are at the periphery of the body. And uh, as we become, I'm encouraging you anyway, if you wish to follow this, to extend our awareness to the periphery, because often in the morning we're rather crumpled, you know, you've been asleep and uh, the body is kind of contracted in sleep. So you're just like spreading a sheet, unfolding a sheet and spreading it and stroking it till it becomes smooth. You go to the extremities, just like you're opening the sheet of the body, body energy, widening it and smoothing it. Breathing all the way out through the feet, the hands, sides of the head. Because you're not going out to any object, you're not losing center. If you feel you are losing center, you don't feel very grounded, then return to the belly. This is your um, the energy center. Focus more then if you feel too spacey or not grounded enough. Feel that strength the flexing in the belly. That's suffusing, so we're aware of how subtle sensations and energies travel, like the rippling across a pond, from the more powerful to the periphery. This is out with awareness and some focused uh, relaxing, brightening. You spread, suffuse the entire body with a comfortable energy, comfortable vitality. So let's um, invite you to take up a standing position. So doing an important check, because when your external body stands, it doesn't necessarily mean your internal body is all there standing. So most important thing is to get legs and feet. Uh, and you can do this by moving, uh, just gently swaying a little, just enough to the sensations of the legs, the feet, both they're moving, the shift of pressure and weight, the earth element and the air element. This produces vitality. So simple chemistry of it is when you start rubbing the earth solid, you get some energy, friction. So feeling the textures of the legs, 
changing as you bend knees, as you shift from one leg to the other. You feel the texture strengthening, softening. Feel also what happens in your feet. They take a little more weight. One foot takes all the weight. You know, ankle, foot. What happens there? So turning from your hips, turning your pelvis, and keeping your upper body soft. So if it's not emptying the upper body, turning with the hips, getting a sense of flexion around the waist. And with this, we can encourage our shoulders to relax. Movement in the hips and let the shoulders, the arms trail. This also helps to relax the head. If you have your eyes somewhat open and you let the visual field be blurred, so your eyes don't latch on to any object. Visual gaze can has an effect on the muscles in your head. So if your gaze is unfocused, the muscles in the head tend to relax around the eyes. That isn't always a good thing, but it can be helpful because uh, where the, these muscles are, contra- are tight, you don't get energy flowing through them. They, can't, they have to be loose in order for energy to flow. Uh, so we're just kind of getting back to that open state. Before we do much intense focusing on anything, just get to the ground state in an open way. Jaw, come up onto your toes. So, and when you feel that you know it's all there, you can come in to standing when it's all when thing, everything feels kind of a bit soft and alive, and you come into standing. Why is it important to, in my opinion, to loosen first of all? Is when we stand, we normally tend to stand bolt, you know, like you're bolted. There's a hardness about it, and it's not comfortable. Most people will not relax standing up, they'll sit down. But you can relax profoundly standing up. It helps you to experience the the whole body, because in standing, the body automatically tries to balance. That that includes everything, doesn't it? If you're balanced, you can't have your head leaning over. Everything's got to line up to be in balance. And so you notice where there's any sense of stress or pressure that's uh, not to do with your feet. That's probably something not balanced. What is the um, the proper mode is when you feel these two areas, the soles of your feet, you feel balls of the feet, the toes, the heels. You also sensitize to the area that doesn't touch the floor, the under arch. And the rest of your body is above that, balanced above that. There's no clench in the knees or in the lower belly or in the buttocks, the backside, so that your tail drops. If you're almost about to sit down, that helps to lengthen the spine a little and it takes some of the pressure off the lower back. It gets a bit compressed in sitting. Lengthening your spine, also because the spine is harmonic, if you lengthen the lower back, the upper, the neck also tends to lengthen or feel lengthened. You don't push it, but it's a sense of you feel a bit taller. 
and the skull then rests on top of the, the spinal axis like a like a football on a fountain. So that's what we're that's what I'm presenting as a as a model to visualize, bear in mind. So the head is not bound to the neck, it's just balanced there. Keeping your eyes open. And a long spine, feeling of length in the spine is uh very helpful. Because yeah, so normally uh, the spine carries weight. It's because we're our shoulders hunch over, the spine is slightly curved, pressed over, and then it carries the weight of the, the shoulders and the bo- and the upper body. Yeah, if the spine is lengthened and straightened, then the feet do that. They carry the weight, and even better, the earth does it. So we're letting the weight of our body rest on the earth rather than on our muscles, our bones. And you align the body so it's able to transfer the weight down into the ground. As you do so, you do that. Energy, basic vitality is free to move because it's not bound up with holding your body. Again, just tracking the process of breathing in, breathing out, giving yourself some center. So when you have a sense of a center and a balance, and the body's not shaking or stressed, another sense we can explore is our locational sense, which is the body also recognizes it's in a particular space. It's like has whiskers. Imagine every part of your skin has a whisker, like a cat's whisker. And it's just sensitive to what's around. And we might start with, you know, what's behind, what's behind my back. Hopefully nothing much. But it's not a matter of feeling an object as so much as having a sensitivity that can pervade the space around you. Because when the signal comes back, well, it's pretty okay back here. Behind me is okay. Then there can be a more openness and relaxing and feel a little bit wider less uh, bound in and similarly front of the chest yeah this is fine to this side to the right and to the left free open around my face head and above my head and say so this is not in order to feel a particular thing, but just to acknowledge and get the body to know and to sample being in a very free, unobstructed, non-intrusive environment. And it means, again, subtle levels of holding can release. And we feel perhaps more cool, less congested, a little more deeply restful. We're safe, we are, and we're centered.